On this episode, I share seven quick landing page tips that can help you turn more of your website visitors into leads and customers. You're listening to Landing Page School, presented by Growth Marketer. This is where you'll find bite-sized insights on landing page design, A-B testing, and conversion optimization, helping you turn more of your website visitors into leads and customers. And now, here's your host, Nicholas Scalise. Hello and welcome to another episode of Landing Page School. I'm your host, Nicholas Scalise, and on this episode, I'll be sharing seven quick tips to help you optimize your landing pages so that you can turn more of your website visitors into leads and customers. So let's jump right in with the very first tip. Number one is that you need to focus on clarity. You need to simplify things above the fold of your landing page and focus on just one main thought or one main headline. And sometimes you wanna put a sub headline below there, But the idea here is that clarity is one of the most important building blocks that you can have on your landing page or on your website. You don't want to confuse people and especially right at the top of the page when they're trying to figure out what's going on on your page or on your website, you want clarity to be the most important thing that you're focusing on. So as you focus on clarity, you should have one main headline, like I said, and you should maybe have one sub headline and one very clear call to action. Now, in an article that I wrote on this topic, which I'll put in the show notes, I give some examples of this and I put in a lot more detail and it's more visual. So I definitely recommend you check out the complimentary article, check out the show notes. If you want to get that visual representation of what an unclear headline looks like and what a clear headline looks like, but I'll try to explain it in the best way I can in this audio format. So the example that I give is from a company called Insightly which is a product that helps you do project management. And they have on their homepage, or at least one time they did when I was originally doing the research, they have something that says, unleash your inner hero with Insightly. So if you go to that page and you just saw that headline, unleash your inner hero with Insightly, you wouldn't really understand what the product does. What's the benefit? What are they talking about in terms of unleashing your inner hero? What does this have to do with project management software? Is it something to do with superheroes? And they just repeat the product name, which is kind of wasteful just by mentioning Insightly in the headline. So that type of headline doesn't really do a good job of clarifying for the visitor what it is that they're providing or what they can do for you. Now to juxtapose this with a good example, I have a visual in the blog post for this, but basically what I show is an example from Shopify, the very popular e-commerce giant that helps you set up e-commerce stores. And they have a landing page that they've been using for a long time with a headline that says sell online with Shopify. So yeah, they still use the product name, but they tell you exactly what you can do. You can sell online with Shopify. It's simple, it's clear, it's almost too simple. If someone is searching for how to sell something online and they land on that page, it's very clear what is being offered. And then they combine that with a subheadline that says trusted by over 1 million businesses worldwide. So they're adding in some social proof, some authority, and some credibility with that subheadline. So it's a really powerful combination when used properly. So that's a good example of how you can use this sense of clarity in your headline on your landing page to help the visitor understand what's going on right away. Okay, let's move on to the second tip because we have seven of these tips to get to. I wanna cover everything in under 20 minutes, so I'm gonna move along pretty quickly. And again, I wanna remind you, I do have a complimentary blog post that will go into more detail. You can check that out in the show notes for this episode. So the second tip is to increase the relevance on your landing page. 
What does that mean? Well, you should focus less on the features and more on the benefits and outcomes that show the visitor how you, your offer, or your product or service can solve their problem. Remember, it's all about solving a problem, helping a visitor go from a before state to an after state. And so the thing to keep in mind here is that as someone visits your landing page or website, what they're really thinking about is what's in it for me. There's an old acronym, WIFM, W-I-I-F-M. Some people refer to it as everyone's favorite radio station because it ends with FM as in FM radio. But the idea here is that what's in it for me, W-I-I-F-M, is what you should be thinking about as you build your landing page and write your copy because that's what most people are thinking. As they view the page, they want to know what's in it for them. They want to know what's the relevance and specifically how it is relevant for them to go from that before state to that after state. And so this should be top of mind as you build your page. And as an example of what not to do, I often see websites that talk all about their company. They say it was founded in 1940 and here's the team and here's how we're changing the world and here's how we're doing that. And it's all we, 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 us, us, us. And it doesn't talk enough about what you're going to do for the visitor or what are you going to do for your audience? How are you going to help them? How are you going to help them go from that before state to that after state, which is a very important concept that I will cover in detail on an entire episode in the future. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. But that idea of taking someone from a before state and helping them make that transformation to their desired after state is critical. So whether it is to help people make more money or solve a problem with software or get an answer to a question or find a service, whatever it may be, that's what people are looking for. That's the transformation that I'm talking about. And that is part of relevance. You need to create that sense of relevance on the page. So remember, people landed on a page because they were expecting something. Maybe they clicked on an ad and they were expecting that you had a relevant offer to provide them with. Or maybe they clicked on an email because you made a promise in that email. So whatever you do, try to increase the relevance of your page. And one of the best ways to do that is to focus more on benefits and outcomes and less on features and less on things about you or your company. And here's a really quick tip that goes along with this concept very well. If you have anything on your page that says something like about us or our story, rewrite that section and rewrite the headlines so that you're not using those words as much. So try to avoid using the words us or we or our. Now, of course, this is not possible all the time. There are going to be places where you have to use those terms, but just be mindful of it and try to reduce the usage of these types of self-centered words as much as possible. Okay, let's move right along and jump into tip number three, and that's to create stronger affinity on your landing page. Now, affinity is really interesting because it's hard to isolate down what it is that makes someone like a landing page or a company more than something else. But that's basically what we're talking about. It's that innate sense of, I like this page, I like this product, I like this brand, I like this company. That's what I'm calling affinity. And so if you can create a high degree of affinity through your landing page, that's going to make it easier for someone to take that next step. Of course, this is very personal. It's very subjective. What one person likes, someone else may dislike. But if we had to pick one thing, the design of the page is actually really important in terms of creating a sense of affinity. So things like the logo, where the logo is positioned, if there even is a logo, that's important and you want to pay attention to it. I can't tell you how often I review a landing page through one of my conversion audits and a lot of times the logo isn't even on the page and that immediately creates a lack of trust and a lack of affinity. Remember, people are making a split second decision of whether or not they like the page and the company that stands behind it. 
So the design is not something you should overlook or just skim through thinking that, oh, it's just the copy that's going to do the selling. While the copy is absolutely critical to the page, the design is what's going to support the copy. So the design is really important. And there's other reasons why you should also have a great design on your landing pages, because it's also crucial if you want to have a good user experience for the visitor. So design matters. That's the takeaway from this tip. Okay, let's move on to tip number four for how to improve your landing pages or your website. And this one is all about influence. You need to showcase your influence. And the best way to do that is with something called social proof, which you probably heard of. If you're not familiar with the term social proof, it's really just testimonials or case studies or some other way that you can prove or attempt to prove to your visitor that you have the credibility that you're claiming and that your product or service or offer has worked for someone else and it helped them solve a problem, overcome a challenge, take them from that before state to that after state or whatever. And that is what we're talking about here when we say social proof. Testimonials, which are a form of social proof, can make or break a landing page. And the wrong testimonial can kill a landing page if it looks inauthentic or if it makes crazy claims that just are totally not realistic at all. So you want to be very careful with how you're using social proof and how you're using testimonials because you want them to be authentic. And the best way to have an authentic testimonial is to honestly ask your customers for feedback and ask for permission to use their first name, maybe their headshot, and maybe where they're from or what company they're associated with if your product or service is in the B2B market. But anyways, the testimonial itself is really important. You don't want it to be too long. You don't want it to be too short. You don't want it to be too self-centered. You really want it to be a few sentences that talk about the value that someone has received from your product or service or offer. And you want it to be something others can relate to. Other things you can do to add social proof to your page are case studies, which are a bit more in-depth than a testimonial. And you don't want to overuse them because then it'll just create a whole bunch of additional text and complexity that you may not need. You could also do video testimonials or video case studies. Those work really well. And if they're short, I think that's even better. And then you can use something called statistical social proof. That's a term that I use to describe things that are like numbers or let's say you have 10,000 businesses you've worked with over the last 10 years. You could put that on the page and statistically show that social proof with numbers. You could also put the number of certifications you have or the number of projects you've worked on, things like that that are quantitative. Okay, we're flying through these tips to keep this episode short and actionable. Remember, you can always give me feedback on what you think of this podcast, what do you think of the format, what you'd like me to cover on future episodes. You can reach out to me at landingpageschool.com. Okay, tip number five. Let's move on to the next one, which is all about trust. Now, increasing the perception of trust by adding trust indicators, trust badges, certifications, affiliations, and other quantifiable stats, such as the number of years in business, can add a lot of credibility to the page. And this sort of ties into what we were just talking about with social proof, so it's a little bit different. Social proof is more about showing that your offer or product or service has worked for others, and others have gotten the results that you are making a claim about. And trust indicators or trust badges are more about just showing the credibility, showing that you are to be trusted, 
you know what you're doing. This is a verifiable source. This is a secure website, especially if I have to put in any type of personal data or credit card data, things like that. Everything is safe and secure. In the blog post for this episode, which again, I will link to in the show notes, I give an example from a company called Envision, and they do a great job of showcasing some really well-known trust signals that are right below the hero section of their landing page. So as people visit the page, they see the headline, they see a subheadline, they see the call to action, and right below that, that's where they're gonna see these trust logos where it shows different brands that are using the product. And in Envision's case, we're talking about Shopify, Amazon, HBO, IBM, Netflix, and Lyft, just to name a few. So it's very powerful because people see that and then they say, wow, if those companies are using the product, it must be really good. So adding trust is really important, but you don't have to do it just with logos. You could also do it with certifications you have. So for us, for instance, at our agency, Earnworthy, if you go to earnworthy.com and check out the homepage, you'll see all of the certifications that we have front and center. Or another idea is if you're selling something, let's say you're selling a food product that is organic and it's certified organic, you can put that logo on there as long as you have permission to do so and it's truthful, then that can be very helpful. Or if you sell a product that's made in the USA, you could put that on there. The idea here is just to add some trust to the page. Okay, let's move on to the next tip. And this one is all about advantage and mentioning the advantage or unique advantage that your product or service has to offer. So what do I mean by that? Well, a unique advantage is something that is special about your offer or your product or service that others cannot easily replicate. So this is what makes your brand stand out from the competitors. One of my favorite examples of a unique advantage is the vacuum company Dyson. So Dyson vacuums use what they call cyclonic separation technology to remove dust allergens and other particles from the air. And sure, a lot of other vacuums have similar technology, but what Dyson has done is they put a term around this and they made it sound very unique and very proprietary. And so this has created this sense of an advantage when you're looking at vacuums and you're deciding which one should I buy, you're probably gonna go with this one that has this very unique technology, as long as everything else is equal and they're all in your price range. So that's just one example. You could also see some examples from companies like Uber and Amazon, and there's a whole bunch of other unique advantages out there, but I put some of those examples in the blog post for this episode. So this is gonna take some research on your part and some thinking if you haven't already figured out what your unique advantage is. You want to figure that out sooner rather than later and you really wanna call attention to that throughout your landing page. Okay, we've made it to the seventh and final tip. And this one is very important because if you do everything else right, but you fail on this seventh tip, then everything else is going to fall apart on that landing page. And so this tip is to make sure that it is easy for people to take action on your landing page. Let me tell you what happens all the time when I'm reviewing landing pages and doing conversion audits. I see a landing page that covers pretty much everything that we just talked about and they have all of those other six points really dialed in. They have a clear message, they have a unique advantage, they're using trust logos, they have social proof. But then when it comes time to actually get people to take action, whether it be to fill out a form, call a phone number, click a button, make a purchase, whatever it may be, that's where they fall short because there's no clear call to action or they've worded the call to action in the wrong way. Maybe they've said something like submit or learn more, something very boring, right? Or maybe they haven't mentioned the call to action prominently enough. You wanna remember people are on that landing page for a specific reason and you want them to move forward to the next step and you need to make that clear. And in most cases you need to repeat it. 
So that's where a call to action comes in. Now, the most common way to represent a call to action on a landing page is with a button. So whether it's a button on a form or a button that clicks through to some other page or step or something that goes to the checkout process or it's a click to call phone number, your call to action buttons are really important on your landing pages and you want them to stand out. So visually, you wanna use a contrasting color to make them pop off the page. You also wanna pay attention to the words that are on your buttons. So for example, if you have a form on your page and it says submit on the button, change that to something more exciting. What is it that people are going to get when they fill out that form? Are they getting a free consultation? Then maybe put that, get my free consultation. Whatever it may be, you want it to be something exciting and actionable so people know what that next step looks like. So there you have it, that's pretty much it. I wanted to cover seven quick actionable tips that you could use to improve your landing pages. I know I ran through these pretty quickly, but again, that's the whole idea with Landing Page School. These are short episodes that help you improve your website and your landing page. As a reminder, I have a complimentary blog post that goes into more detail on these concepts, and I will link to that in the show notes for this episode. One final thing before we go is that if you wanna learn the actual principles behind these tips, I've created a framework that goes into even more detail than what we covered on the episode or in the blog post. This is called my seven question landing page framework and it is the fundamental first principles of everything that I'm teaching on these episodes. And so if you wanna check out that framework, it's absolutely free. It is a comprehensive PDF that you can download by going to growthmarketer.co slash framework or hit the link in the show notes. When you download the framework, you're also gonna get opted into my free weekly newsletter called Growth Marketer Weekly, which is a simple email that I send every Thursday with the very best growth marketing tools, news, and insights that I find. It's trusted by over 4,500 subscribers. And of course, you can unsubscribe at any time and it is free. So once again, thank you so much for taking some time to listen to this episode. If you have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. And that's going to do it. So until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Landing Page School is presented by Growth Marketer and produced by Earnworthy LLC. 